0: Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favourite Double Tappers. Oh,
1: hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you here once again. Great to have your company this week. So much to talk about this week. There are so many stories. I've been buying things. And we've got some updates from last week as well. Uh, Look, I will tell you at this point that uh, we don't have Marco Aflalo with us this week. Uh, He is a very busy guy. So uh, he is off dealing with... um, uh, uh, Okay, I can't lie. He's dealing with the kids this week, right? Because the kids are off and he's got things to do with the family. So he's off to do that. Do you know what? Work-life balance is important. Which is why I didn't have kids. It means I could focus on work. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's <laughs> let's introduce Sean Priest, who is having some internet issues today. So hang on, let me get him in here. Hang on, just just let's connect up with uh, Sean here. Hang on, just give it a second. He'll be right here. I promise you. Yeah, just stay right there, okay? Yeah, we're just, we're just connecting. To, just connecting to the shed in Manchester. Uh, are you there, Sean?
2: Can you hear me now?
1: There he is. Hey! hey!
2: That took me back, isn't it? Don't you just love that sound? Some people won't even know what that sound is.
1: Who are these people? Get them on the phone.
2: I believe they're the youth. I'm against
1: them. I'm against all of it. I'm against (laughs) all of it. Um, Okay, so (laughs) I'm against youth. That's clear if you've met me. Anyway, uh, yes, hi, Sean. Nice to have you here.
2: Thank you, Stephen. It's good to be here. Where's Mark again? What's he doing?
1: Family things. Looking after the family. He's doing important family business.
2: Are we not a family here on Double Tap? I I consider you um, my strange uncle,
1: (laughs) maybe Well, I was going to say brother, but thank you for uncle. Where, thank yes. you for that. That's, that's, I don't know where
2: I was going with that. I was actually going to
1: get quite emotional about it and say, you know what, I, I, I do think of you like a brother that I've never had, uh, and then you say uncle. Thanks. Sean. Yeah, I was
2: thinking more of the Adams family than the uh, that's <laughs> the us. standard family. Yes, thank, thank you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, you know, we, we do have a lot to talk about in the show this week. Mark's not with us, uh, but he is here in spirit. He's with us in our minds.
2: Ah, that was beautiful. Well done.
1: Thank okay. uh, you. Okay, so I <laughs> don't know what it meant, but it was no, no, beautiful. No, I think it's just one of those things that you know it was vague enough to sound, you know, yes. plausible and, and nice. Yeah. yeah okay. Well done. Uh, you we faked start. It. We thank you. We started, uh, or we start where we mean to go um, with. Uh... <laughs> oh, sometimes you wish you could just hit the restart <laughs> button, don't you? Um, let's start where we uh, kicked off. Last week, actually, with an email from Greg, who got in touch with us. Uh, And we've actually had a few responses from this. We put it up on Twitter as well to get your views. At Double Tap Canada, uh, if you're not following us on Twitter, what's wrong with you? Come on. Uh, Well, Greg from Quebec asked, is there tech in your drawer that you are still holding on to because you just can't seem to part with it? In his case, it was the original iPod Shuffle, the one shaped like uh, an oversized USB stick, which I think we all remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chewing gum is the way I always thought about it. Um, Was was that the one that you had the bit at the end you would take off and that was the USB stick, wasn't it? It was like you could plug it straight in.
2: Is that the one I'm thinking of? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it it was that sort of shape. I don't know if it plugged straight in. You might be right, though. It did have, I remember it did have voiceover on it, though, so it would tell you what was playing. So, yeah, it was quite cool. And what was it? It was the cheapest way into the iPod family at that time anyway.
1: And, you know, I think back to my iPod Classic, which I bought again, renewed, and it doesn't have any accessibility in it at all.
2: Awful. So pointless. Is it well the done.
1: only Apple product that never had any accessibility in it at all?
2: I think, yeah, anything with that click wheel, I think, never had any accessibility. I could be wrong, but, but I don't you know, think, you think so. You think
1: about it, that could have easily been accessible. That would actually have been the easiest yes. thing to make accessible, because it's just lists and lists and lists. That's it, was, what it was, yeah,
2: you're you're right. Yeah, well, the, the, there was that mod, wasn't it, Rockbox or whatever it was, which yes. which added accessibility. But um, hey, it's Apple, right? They want to do it across all the devices, so it wasn't available then. But you're right, it was just really simple interface
1: back on the uh, iPod Classic days. Yeah, well, uh, I can understand. I can understand why Greg holds on to because I think there's two things in our mind. Maybe this isn't in Greg's mind. It would be in mine, which is. I think this would be worth any money at any point? You know, if I hold on to this long <laughs> enough, will actually maybe come round and someone will say, "Oh, if anybody's got one of these," you know, like go on the Antiques Roadshow or whatever you know Canada's equivalent of the Antiques Roadshow is, <laughs> and say, um, you know. Uh, oh, I, I've got the original iPod Shuffle here, and they go, oh, the original iPod Shuffle, well, I think you'll find that's worth 30 million of your dollars.
2: You, you make a joke of it, but then you hear about Apple Ones, Apple Twos going for so much money. And recently, it's been Nintendo games, like the original, I think it was Mario 64. Which really? It doesn't seem that long ago, but we are talking sealed, what do they call it, MIB, minting box uh, copy that's never been opened. I mean, it goes for like $1.2 million or something. You think, wow, I can remember that when it was released. It's not, it doesn't feel like an antique, but... uh,
1: yeah, keep like, those like shuffles. Like we said, we're against the young, um, <laughs> yes. Because we just do. We all just all feel so old when we talk about this stuff, especially when someone. I remember, I remember going into a museum in Glasgow, and it was one of the. It's, it's called the oldest house in Glasgow. You can probably imagine what it's themed on, and um, there's a lot of work gone into that title. And it is. It's the oldest house in Glasgow, right? So you go in, and they've got this you know, of what Glasgow would have been like, say, in, in whatever decade they, they've, paid, they've put it in. And um, I remember going in there and I I remember there was a vacuum cleaner sitting and I said to my my mother at the time, oh, my grand has got one of those, (laughs) to which I was swiftly told, move along. Um,
2: (laughs) You live in a museum. It's amazing. I live in a museum. I know exactly what you mean.
1: Um, we're well, old. We, well, exactly, yeah, we, we are, we, we're we getting old, let's put it that way. Anyway, look, before we descend into misery about age, let's Sorry. talk about uh, some of the responses we've had. And Rebecca Skipper says, I have a Dell Inspiron. Is it Inspiron or Inspiron? Inspiron, I think. That's Is the way it, I yeah. say it. Let's go with that. Uh, XP machine from 2003, uh, 2004, that I will not give up because it's the first portable laptop I ever had. Uh, she says it was given to me as a birthday gift With, uh, with a really nice computer case
2: <gasps> I, see, I understand
1: all this I, I get no, that. absolutely. You know the
2: things it's, you just don't want to let go of It's funny how you get attached to them I think I might have a netbook somewhere and I loved netbooks. You remember that when the, yes. the, that, that time when netbooks were all the rage? These tiny, tiny computers—they were great for us. When it comes to you know running a screen reader off it, like a seven-inch screen or whatever it was. But uh, they weren't very
1: good, though, were they? I mean, you remember you and I got the I links? Know. Was it links? L I N X.
2: Yes, that was the tablet, though, wasn't it? The Windows tablet. It was a
1: Windows tablet, but it had a keyboard attachment. Um, Dell at the same time had come up with the Dell Venue Pro 11, which was an 11 inch tablet, and it had a, a wonderful keyboard, a keyboard with a battery built in, by the way. And do you know, now I think about it, I still have that. So I, I, maybe that's one of mine, there you actually. Go. Because I do keep, I don't know why I hold on to it. Every so often I power up and I feel the battery is just going to explode one
2: day. I've just charged up my uh, Lynx Windows tablet, which didn't come with a keyboard. (laughs) Mine was the cheaper option. And um, (laughs) of course, and you know, I update Windows (laughs) 10. (laughs) I update Windows 10 just to see perhaps this will actually be usable now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as soon as you turn the RATER on, it it's yeah, it's, it's pointless. You can't use it. So, but yeah, you're right. I still keep that. Do you know what else I find? As uh, when I looked through my my old computer hardware bag that I've got, I don't even know what it is. But is it called high eight camcorder? Was it the high oh, eight tapes?
1: Yes, I think it they was. were the small tapes. Super eight, a
2: super eight, super eight. That's it. Super eight. Yeah, I think you're right. I've got one of those camcorders. Wow. And I was trying to figure out how to connect it to my PC, um, because I'm sure it's got all the home videos of the kids on there and everything. Of course, yeah. um, All the screen doesn't work anymore. But, yeah, I've still got that.
1: I mean, that's... But you can modernise those things. I mean, especially the old camcorders, because if it's got the kind of red, white and... Uh, what was it? Red, white, and yellow, yellow outputs on it.
2: Yes, yes, that's right.
1: The R- it's RGB. I think that's what it was, wasn't it? The RGB connector. That's it. You yep. can uh, actually get like an Elgato Connect. I've got one, which is uh, <laughs> of course I do. But I've got one of those because I had an old video recorder years ago, and I, someone had asked me to get something from a video onto the computer, so that it was like a, an old video they had, and they didn't want to lose it because obviously the quality was just degrading every time they watched it. So they wanted me to copy it onto the computer so I did but I had to use this Elgato thing which is like USB on one end there's a little box in the middle I guess does all the well bit in the middle and then the uh, well done that's, that's the technical explanation technical, yeah, hang on just yes, yeah, just a reminder of our technical credentials here <laughs> Um, but yeah, you've you got, got a new sound and effect. Well done. <laughs> yeah, thanks. A new, a new sound effect to add to the other two, which I don't even know what I've done with those. I've only got one now, actually. We've lost two. Uh, <gasps> no applause this week. No applause okay. because I can't, because uh, the oh, I've changed systems and oh, it's a nightmare. We'll talk That's about that another time. It, yes. But uh, anyway, yes, uh, so the Dell Venue Pro 11, which I had, which I actually quite liked, great computer. Uh, The one thing that really irritated me about it was you couldn't lock the function key row. So you had to hold down function if you were ever doing anything. And using JAWS was Hmm. a nightmare with that, because you had to hold down function and then you hold down insert and then press whatever key and you didn't have enough hands to do it, you know? So it was just it was a nightmare. It's like using a Mac. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Well, yes, it's not a million miles off it. I do want <laughs> to moan about my Mac a bit later, actually, because good um, bit of an update on that one on the MacBook front. And uh, yeah, I'm a bit annoyed. I don't know what is going on with voiceover at the minute there. And I'm wondering if uh, any of our listeners might also know the answer to this one. Maybe get in touch and tell us. We'll give you the details on how to do that later. But yeah, like I said, uh, people have been getting in touch. Rebecca got in touch by email about her Dell Inspiron. Totally understand. Why you're holding on to that, Rebecca. And I'll tell you the thing is, despite that machine being 2003 or 2004, it'll still probably run Windows 10 fine. Yeah, I expect it will. I mean, that's the weird thing about it. I mean, I think Windows 11 is probably the cutoff point now. I think that's where we're at, is the point where all those old machines are going to probably have to go to, you know, the great computer shop in the sky. Um, But I think that in this case... You know, for now, anyway, if you're using Windows 10, it's fine. If you've got XP on it, I would just leave it. (laughs) If if it's working, just leave it. Um, Jocelyn Douglas got in touch on Twitter and says, I finally just let go my old Zune MP3 player. It had been in a drawer for years, uh, and I still miss it.
2: Wow, that's something I never got. I never got the Zune. I always got the generic no-name cheap mp3 players obviously this is me um but yeah yes. i never tried the zoom
1: no i no. who made the zoom it was microsoft that, wasn't it i was thinking it was microsoft right it was microsoft because there was another one that i got and i wish i could remember the name of it maybe it'll come back to me at some point it actually was better than the ipod in the sense that it had a color screen you could watch videos on it and the later versions of the ipod classic or as it's called, called the ipod classic now um but the ipod at the time uh, I think the seventh or sixth or seventh generation allowed you to watch videos on it. But this one, you could do that. And you could actually connect it. I wish I could remember the name of it. But you could connect it straight to your computer. And you could get a PC in particular. And you could connect it to Napster. Remember Napster? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I never used it. Oh, no, this Officer. is when Napster went OK. Oh, OK. This is yes. when Nap- remember there was a period where Napster became? I mean, For about five okay. minutes. Let's be clear. <laughs> Napster was, I think, a legal service. For a while, it was people just found ways around it. That was the problem. Yes. Okay. You could download the tracks, and then you could do a run a thing over it, and then it would take the protection I don't off the songs. I have no
2: idea, Stephen. Sorry, can't do that anymore. Can't do. it anymore. I wouldn't know. I've never tried, Stephen. Thank you.
1: Of <laughs> course, of course you, you have. This is a trap. Um, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody's ever done that in their lives. Um, but no, it's it's one of those things. You know, again, that was another thing about it. Of course, you you had to get the music, and that was the key where do you get the music from? Because at that point, it wasn't that easy to get music onto your computer. No, that's right. And, you know, the kind of early days of, I mean, you know, if you go back as far as LimeWire, you know, wow, that was a... torrent. LimeWire was great for... I'll tell you what LimeWire was great for. Getting that program you were always looking for that you couldn't afford... And about 800 viruses. That was what <laughs> LimeWire was good for. And not much else, to be totally honest. Um, anyway, look, we've got lots of news to get through. If you do have a view or uh, perhaps you want to tell us about some old tech that you've got lying around in the drawer, it'd be kind of nice to go back to this topic. So do let us know on Twitter at DoubleTapCanada. Uh, you can also get in touch with us by uh, email. Feedback at ami.ca. Or you can call 844 971 19 99. Stick around, more to come.
0: This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show.
1: Honest. Yes, and you know we're talking about tech this week. No No Mark Aflalo, no nonsense. I tell you, what's going on here? It's Mark that takes away
0: the tech. I think that's
2: that's what we found out here. It's all his fault it's all Mark's fault of course while he's not here everything's
1: Mark's fault excellent okay well I'm glad we cleared that up thanks Uh, Mark if you want to keep in touch with us you can do of course we uh, do always welcome your feedback to the show Uh, do call us and leave a voicemail on 844-971-1999 that's 844-971-1999 you can email us feedback at ami.ca uh, you can follow us on Twitter Sean we get so many stories going up on Twitter and we're uh, looking forward to your comments I love reading your reactions to and the controversy that always kicks off whenever we put up a story on social <laughs> uh, you know we find these little stories as we go along and, and I like to just post them up onto uh, Double Tap Canada so um, yeah, check them out there we're on Facebook as well if you want to join the conversation Ooh. and uh, you know get involved in what we're doing here at uh, Double Tap Canada If you've got something Maybe a, a, a suggestion of a story Or a topic you'd like us to discuss Then uh, you can uh, get in touch I mean Tom did just that He got in touch with a feature request Uh-oh. For Sean Yes, for Sean of, of course, thank you Stephen can also do
2: excellent features can I I just Nobody wants to hear there. me They're sick of me as it is
1: They don't want to hear you They like you You're the, you're the nice guy here Good cop, bad Aww. cop That's how it works around here What's <laughs> well, Mark? Uh, a Canadian cop? Mounting. The mentee. There we go. <laughs> See, we both went there. Um, well, yeah, uh, Tom got in touch to say, can Sean do a spot on using Apple Pay? Touchless payment is so much more important uh, than ever these days. So uh, that, one, that one's that one been asked. Uh, I mean, you know, Tom's asked for you. So mm, you know, I think yeah. you do have to respond to that, Sean.
2: Uh, no, absolutely. That's not a problem. I can do that. I will have that ready for next week. And as soon as I said that, I regretted it. <laughs>
1: Well, you've done it now, as they say. Uh, Look, also coming up, I've been buying this week. Um, I know, nothing unusual there, but uh, I have been buying this week. Now, did I mention this last week? I was getting the iPhone SE. Did I tell you this last week?
2: Probably. I mean, I I don't know if we said it on the show, but I remember shouting at you profusely about it, yes.
1: Profusely, indeed. Profusely. That's not easy for you to say, is it? Uh, Well, iPhone SE... um, (laughs) I, I say this to him because he's continually slagging off my accent, so I think it's time to get him back on it. Uh, but yeah, so the iPhone SE, Perfucy. I decided to keep keep, try, keep trying. One day. Perfucy. One day okay. you'll nail Sorry. it, I promise you. Um, but yeah, th- th- I decided to go for this. And I know it seems crazy because I know a new iPhone is just around the corner, but even so... I still miss the Touch ID, and I miss it so much no, that I decided no, no. to get this phone. I'll tell you why, though, because if they do update the iPhone SE 2 to the you know the SE 3, which mm. I highly doubt. Me
2: too. I don't think that'll
1: happen. But I don't okay. think it's going to happen. But if they do, they're going to put Touch ID probably in the Home button, which will be moved to the top right. I think it is on the iPad Air, which suggests that's where it would land on. The uh, the new iPhones that don't have Face ID, uh, which in this case will be the SE. So I I don't want that. I don't want it there. I don't like it. So not interested. I don't want it there. What difference
2: does it make? I mean, it's ideal because when you're unlocking your screen, you're also. Um, you know, doing the Touch ID to unlock as well. It makes perfect sense for it to be in that screen side button. No, 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 no. I mean, you've got it on the iPad Pro, haven't you? Have you got the one with the Touch ID in the side? <laughs>
1: no, I've got Face ID on the iPad oh, Pro. Come well. on, it's iPad Pro. It doesn't <laughs> okay. have rubbishy old Touch ID on there, right? I mean, it's the high end stuff. No, look, look, look. Which understand. is actually pretty good on the the
2: iPad. I will say that look face id is is perfect it's fine it works well i do totally it's understand
1: perfect.
2: it wow yeah but i haven't had any issues with it whatsoever i do miss touch id when you know i want to unlock the phone uh when it's in my pocket or whenever yeah. whenever i don't want to pick it up and actually look at it so i, I understand people's uh, love for touch id but i just don't the home button is the thing for me it takes up real estate on the actual face of the phone. It, it doesn't actually oh, add anything. Yeah, but the gestures work absolutely fine, don't they? For those no, they phones don't. that don't have the home button, the gestures, they take a little while to get used to, but they work absolutely... Uh, there's no problem. Come on, whatsoever. Double Tapos,
1: defend me on this one. Uh, yeah. No, come on, this is not... This is absolute nonsense. This is... Oh, steady. No,
2: wait. It's I hear this all the time on forums and on Facebook discussions where people say, you know, I I don't I want to upgrade my phone because it's dying, but I don't want to lose the home button. And it's always the home button that they say because they're worried about using these new gestures. And honestly, there is nothing to worry about. They are easy and they do work well. And you do get haptic feedback, so you do know what's happening. The, the, the Touch ID, I do understand, though. The, the ideal for me would be Touch ID and Face ID. Once we get to hmm. the point where we can have both, I think that would be ideal. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see Touch ID under a screen for a while yet. Um, well, that's, but, I
1: think you're right. I think that's probably, well, maybe. I mean, you never know it with Apple, right? I mean, it could come out... This time, But you're right, it's going to be under the screen. It will be under the glass that they'll put the Face ID, possibly a smaller notch for the camera on the iPhone 13s that will make it a bit more or a bit less obtrusive if people think it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but we'll be intrigued to see what comes of that. Uh, The other thing that I bought alongside this, though, was the uh, Beats Studio Buds. Now, I, I bought these with a little bit of trepidation. I was hoping to get myself a pair of New Year Pod Pros, but I thought there's no point buying those because those will be replaced, I imagine, in the coming months, if not next month. So I thought, well, I'll hold off on those. But I got myself these uh, Beats Studio Pro. Now, I, I've had two sets of Beats headphones in my life. The first set, I took back. The second set, I sent to you. They were so bad, I said, I don't want these, but I know someone who will suffer on my behalf. Uh, and I sent them to you. And you didn't like them either.
2: No, that was was it the Beats solos?
1: Yeah, the over ones, the big over yes, ear cans. Yes, yeah. um,
2: yes, I did pass them on to uh, one of my children. Um, they oh, you'd been popular. They yes, exactly. But no, I did. I didn't like the sound of them no, either. And the first generation of Beats, I mean, everyone was going crazy for them as a fashion item. Mm. But I actually went and had a look at them back in the day when you used to go to shops and they had them there, and the.
1: Oh, here we go again. Mr. Priest is um, having some serious technical issues this week. Um, we should we should play some music.
0: You this listen- is Double Tap Canada.
1: <laughs> we, we thought we'd play some music on hold. You see, while we uh, thought you'd come back, we put we put the listener on hold for you, Sean. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you. My internet
2: is um, slightly dodgy today. Yeah, sorry. Um, but the, the sound quality was was awful as well. I just it was. Um, success of marketing over the actual quality of the product yes hopefully that's changed now apple have them
1: well you get them in uh, lovely uh, black white or red and i went for red um i don't really know why why
2: is Um, it with this red thing you've got going on at the minute
1: well i've got the se in red as well so red i don't don't know why it's the only color i can see and i know that makes no sense to anybody but when you've got color blindness, some colors tend to pop out a bit more than others do. Uh, and, and some colors you cannot identify, like a blue and a purple or a navy yep. or whatever. That all just is one color to me. It doesn't make any, you know, it's not like I can look at it and go, oh, that's blue or that's purple. But red yep. is the only color I can look at and go, that's red. So I like it. It stands out. I
0: know.
2: I totally understand that. They get the colour that actually pops. Everything else in my world just looks grey.
1: Yeah. And Um, also, when you're trying to find something, that's the other thing about it. When you're trying to find something, if you can locate it that way, it does help.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, I I totally... I take it all back, Stephen. You are trying to paint the town red. Literally. (laughs) You want everything to be red. No, I get that. I'm with you.
1: Well, I love it. So, yeah, I got these. Anyway, I was going to talk about this later, but since I'm here... uh, Yeah, we got these. Um, So the, the thing about them is... They're very small. They're tiny. I mean, I open up the case, and the case itself is slightly, I mean, it's similar size to the AirPods Pro case. So it's kind of more longer, more rectangular than the AirPods, which is more of a square case. Um, It's about the same size. I'd say it's a little bit wider, a bit more rectangular. Um, It's got a nice little flip at the top, which you open up. And of course, that's the charging part of it. It's the charging case. You then take out these little buds, and they are tiny. Uh, I mean, That's a good thing. Well, it is unless you drop one, and because uh. they're red, you know, even I'll never find them on the floor. So, yes. and you pop it in your ear. It does. It does that irritating thing that they do with these kind. Because this is the in-ear type, right? This isn't just one that sits in your ear. These will mm. actually go right into your ear. The problem I have with these is that they kill all background sound. Now, they yep. do have transparency mode which is the same as what is in the AirPods Pro. And in that sense, it's the same design. It goes in your ear. But AirPods Pro and the uh, transparency mode really does give you that sense, wonderful sense of still, you know, being able to hear what's going on around you despite them being in your ear. It's that
2: sense of pressure that I don't like. It's like having your fingers in your ear. And even if you've got transparency mode on, you can hear, Mm. but it's still, you can feel that pressure inside your head. And the AirPods Pro's, had that design where it didn't have that. It was almost a pass-through sort of air
1: design, which worked well. It did. But the, the interesting thing about the AirPods Pro for me is that they never felt like that—that that they were pushing in in my ear. They they were going in my ear, but they were just at the right level. Yes. You know, it wasn't like I was pushing them right in my ear so I could hear what was going on. That thing a lot of people do, they kind of push them in and it becomes sore. It's uncomfortable after a long period of time. Yeah. I, I haven't worn these for a long period of time yet. But, you know, just listening to music on them, that's, you know, just been testing them out, trying them out on, on calls. Uh, we haven't done our usual thing we do. I haven't called you to say, how do I sound? Uh, no. I will be doing that. So don't worry, that'll oh, be coming soon. Yeah, i look forward, forward to, to it. Yeah, well, you know, you don't get enough phone calls from me during a day. <laughs> so, you know, it seems appropriate. Do um, they
2: support the, the features that the AirPod, uh, uh, even the original AirPods, do they support the spatial and the, what is it the lossless audio as well?
1: Well, I'm told they do. Um I did I did have a listen to uh, some of this just to see if it how it sounded with um spatial audio. I didn't notice a huge difference, which makes me wonder if it if it does have that feature built in. I mean it does have um the same features. It must have the same chip that's inside the AirPods because for example, when you open up the case, it instantly pops up on your phone asking if you want to connect them, which is yep. such a brilliant feature. I mean, you know, can you imagine if that was like that on a PC. And even on a Mac, actually, you don't get it as easy as that. Yeah. You know, wouldn't it be great if that was just the case? You just open up a device or you put a device next to something and the computer just goes, oh, here it is. Do you want to connect to it? Yes, please. Yeah. Um, that is a brilliant feature of the Apple phones. And, and Android phones do have a similar feature, although I haven't tried NFC. it on the, yeah. NFC, yeah. I mean, it, it does kind of work the same. On the phones, it seems to work better than it would on, on device. But it is, it's a class one Bluetooth, whatever that means. Um, it's got the IPX four rating um so they well, i'm in the shower you can wear them in the shower but i wouldn't go you know deep sea diving in them um so that's good news for both of us yes. uh, <laughs> bear sweat, that in mind. sweat resistant which is good news for all of us Yep, and it uh, has a built-in microphone which is handy if you're trying to make a call um but anyway yes so they design very small comfortable in here. but like i say i don't know for long periods we'll see how that goes um but they do block out a lot of noise the key thing here is the transparency mode. When it's turned on, if you're buying these with the intention of walking around, being able to hear your surroundings, I think you'll struggle here, because the transparency mode is very low. Now, it doesn't seem to be adjustable. I've gone into the settings on under Bluetooth. You go to the Beats uh, Studio Buds uh, option. You go to more information. And then you find all this extra info about it and, and s- other settings. There's no way to adjust the transparency level which is quite annoying. So it is, mm. even though there, it's turned on, even though you can sort of hear what's going on, as I'm speaking, I feel like I can barely hear a word I'm saying. So yeah. I don't get that That's with the AirPods. Good. I can have a conversation. I actually sometimes prefer wearing the AirPods, the AirPods Max especially. I could walk around the house with those on all day because I just find it dulls the background noise enough, but I can still hear myself clearly. Like um, alcohol. still have that. Yes, yes. it down the background noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, AirPods Max, just like alcohol. Um, <laughs>
2: but from what I understand, these, as well as supporting the spatial and lossless audio, they also work with the hearing accommodations as well, don't they? Like... Um, you know, where you can filter out those sounds. In That's the, true, uh, yes. Control panel. That is so, true. I mean, they are from the same family. Being from Apple, they are. I would expect them to have the same features. But that transparency mode is important. And from what I understand, because I don't have the AirPods Pro, uh, that the transparency mode works in stereo. So if a sound is coming from the right-hand side or the left-hand side, you will hear it more on those sides. Whereas on yeah. the Echo Buds that I have here, they have transparency mode. And I, when I tested it in the house, you know, I was talking to, to the family, I thought these are great. But when I wore them outside, that lack of stereo effect actually made it, Oh, actually this doesn't feel particularly safe. Even though I could still hear, it's that hearing where things are coming from as well that is important.
1: Well, that's true. And I'll be honest, I never really gave that much thought because, you know, it, everything's very natural when you, when you turn on transparency mode. So it just kind of feels like, the microphones have been opened up on both sides, and you can just hear everything as it is. Clearly, yep. there's a lot of computation going on to make that happen. Yes. Um yep. but yeah, very interesting. But no, it's good. It's uh, if you're interested in this, because I know a lot of you uh, come here and then hear me talk about things, and then immediately think how much. Uh, well, I can tell you, it's 179.95 of your Canadian wow. dollars. If it appeals to you, um, yes, yeah, right. Buy one for all the family. I say. <laughs> well,
2: of course, you are coming to this light because Mark did buy these a few weeks ago and he absolutely loved them he said the sound quality was
1: amazing yeah he was quite impressed by them and i can see why i can totally see why nice design uh, nice style you know if i i'm buying them for partly for review purposes partly for a bit of fun um would these be my daily driver beyond the airpods pro no Uh, oh why not that transparency mode Simple as that. Transparency as that. mode does it for okay. me. Yep. Uh, look, stick around. We've got the news. Uh, big news. If you own a Mac and you want to use Windows, especially if you've got uh, an M1 Mac, Twitter changes its font and causes nothing but trouble. And uh, we're going to hear about a new gaming C- uh, GPU, I should say, from Intel that is apparently coming soon. Stick around. This
0: is Double Tap Canada now back to the show?
1: Yeah, let's get back into it then. Uh, do you know? I've got to say, I, I am a bit annoyed at my Mac this week because uh, you know I've been. Well, I was on my iPhone SE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was on my iPhone SE, loving my iPhone SE. Beautiful. That's enough. Uh, lots of love for that. Um, however. One thing I wanted to do was change my voiceover voice because I'm a bit sick of hearing of Ava. I'm sorry, guys. I know people. A lot of people love Ava, but I just am a bit sick of hearing Ava. So I thought I want something else. So I want. I, want, I thought let's try these new Siri voices and see what they're like. Uh, managed to find one that I liked. Of course, they don't have names. I think I'm Siri Voice One. I think. Um, right, I quite okay. Like
2: that. I don't think that's the new one. I think Voice Two and Voice Three are the new ones. Voice One and Voice Four are the ones that were there previously.
1: Um, okay, I don't know. It oh. seemed fairly mm. new to me. But um, okay. anyway, I, I decided to go for it. So that's fine. But here's the thing. I thought, I wonder if my Mac has this voice in it. Oh. And it does. So I was like, ooh, good. So I put the voice. That's exactly what I did. I went, ooh. And I chose that <laughs> voice. like an old woman, yes. <laughs> that's right.
2: Ooh, lovely.
1: <laughs> uh, Almost Mrs. doubtfire for a moment. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I put on the, uh, the one I want. And I'm like, this is all great. And then for some reason... Every time I go to a certain window or a certain part of an application, the same voice seems to talk twice. So it's like it's like a mirror voice going on. It's like having two screen readers running at the same time. Oh, that's that's not right, Stephen. So I've turned everything off. You know, turned VoiceOver off. Turned it back on. That's another nightmare. Let's not go there. Turn it off. It's sometimes just the money can back on. I know that feeling. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> we go got a break sometimes, and I think you know I, I could be doing other things. Um, that's it. But yeah, so I. <laughs> We restart the computer. We try everything. It doesn't make any difference. You still get this double voice thing going on. Now, what I have noticed is that in the settings, you can give other voices um, to other parts of the system. So say, for example, under content, that's that's one example. So content, you could say that all your content is read out by City Voice 2, for example. And that means that when you go to an email, um, as you go through your email list, you'll have your standard voice over voice but then when you go into an email it can be read by a different voice. Now there are a lot of benefits to that. And actually I think this this kind of customization is brilliant because sometimes I want my my own voice over voice to be quite fast but yes. I like my emails read slower. So I'm, uh,
2: yes I'm the You same. know what I mean yeah, so right. it's like you can actually
1: yeah. customize that and I think that's brilliant. But something seems to have gone amiss in all this or I'm not reading it properly or there's a, something I've not clicked but I don't know what it is but it, at the moment it's actually getting quite irritating. So I'm just I'm just saying it. I'm just no, it out I, there.
2: no I, I'm so, I'm sorry, but when I left the Mac, it was exactly for those reasons. When I updated to, oh, I can't even remember what it is now, and VoiceOver started to go up and down in volume constantly. Oh yeah, yeah. For me, that was enough. You and can recently, change that.
1: That's quite an easy change to doing settings. You really I know. Liked I try a whole computer I, system just because of that.
2: I <laughs> yes, because I tried all the fixes that were recommended to me, and nothing. Worked. It just constantly went up and down. It was auto-ducking, and it, it just drove me crazy. And that was enough. And I, I just, the more I hear about people talking about it, it does seem that voiceover is being left behind. And, sorry, I just want to jump topics a little bit. The Siri voice on the Apple Watch. I mean, how does that option work? Can anyone tell
1: it's me? We just been... awful.
2: It's terrible. Now, since the update, the voice changed to some random... Uh, voice. And um, so I go back into my voiceover settings and I make sure that the, use the same voice as my Siri voice is ticked and it mm-hmm. says it is. I've left it on charge overnight. Of course, I do that every night anyway, connected to Wi-Fi. It never changes. And it drives me absolutely
1: crazy. They they still haven't sorted that out. No, I don't know what's going on with that. and you, you can't... I mean, I understand that the watch has only got so much room on it, right? There's only so much Data space on there Of course But if you can even just say Look Tell you what You know You can only have one voice On the device Can I choose it within the watch app And just say That's the voice I want Go off and, and send it over Yes In the way that if you want it on your Because you can You can take voices on and off your phone You can take them on and off the computer You can do even do that on JAWS Or any other screen reader I guess uh, You can choose the voice you want You can take the other ones off If you want to save room Why can't you do that with a watch It just seems There's a, there's a little bit of customization Missing from that Yes. Well, according to all the options, it's
2: set that it should use whatever voice I'm using for Siri on the phone or on the watch. It should use that. And it just totally ignores it. And I can't find find a way to trigger the download or trigger the changeover. And I have spoken to people and, and you've told me before as well, you know, it, it worked for you when you left it on charge and turned well, I, it off. I thought that was the solution. Yeah, I thought that yeah, was it. Yeah. I
1: thought you just leave it on charge. But that's the thing. Leave it on charge. It'll do it when it gets to it. Might be, you know, a couple of days <laughs> down the line. I mean, this is like, basically, the watch behaves like you. You know, you'll get to it. I'll get We there. just don't know when. <laughs> well,
2: I've left it on charge now for three days. So I, I have no idea, but I'm going to go back to it. And if it's still the same
1: voice, that's it. I'm the fourth annoyed. day is the answer. The fourth day is the uh, answer. Of course, yeah, not long it. enough. That's right. <laughs> uh, look, let's talk about some of the news stories, because there are a few. Um, and Parallels is the one I've been really interested in. This is the software that lets you run um, uh, Windows on Mac OS. Now, of course, it's been beset by problems because when Apple decided to bring out the M1 computer, it kind of knocked Parallels on its head, uh, as well as VMware Fusion, I should say. Um, These are the virtualization programs that bring Windows in, let you use it on a Mac. Although I will say that I think Parallels tends to do a bit more. You can do some of this with VMware, but Parallels almost lets you bring your Windows applications into your Mac, not in a separate window, not in a separate you know, looking operating system, you can actually sort of build them in so you could have the PC version of Outlook running if you really wanted to, but among your other Mac windows, which is kind of weird when you think about it, but it does work.
2: Yeah, you can have like the icons on your Mac desktop, can't you? Something, uh, I think they call it, is it cohesion mode or something like that?
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Because in in VMware, they call it unity mode, which is kind of similar. It's it's a similar idea. Uh, But of course, the problem is, that um, we're getting issues now between you know users with Intel systems, which, of course, up till now can use Windows 10, uh, and that's all fine. But if you've got an M1 Mac, as I do now, um, that I can't run it. But yeah, got the news this week that there is a way you can now get Windows 11, and in fact, Windows 10 as well. But it is a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, parallels have updated... Their software now, I think it's version 17, which is ready for macOS Monterey, uh, which is due out uh, next month, and Windows 11 as well. But just to be very clear on this, because if you've got an M1 Mac and you're thinking, oh, good, can I put Windows 11 on? Well, mm, still a bit of an un, I, I've read this article twice, and I still don't yes. really know the answer, to be honest. I think the answer is no, because what's available at the moment... And how it works, on a, and I'm only talking here about M1, because basically you have to put these two things aside. If you've got an Intel-based Mac at the moment, you can still run Windows using Parallels, using VMware. You can still do all of that. That's not a problem. When you get to M1, because it's a different chip, it's an Apple Silicon chip, it doesn't support Windows. So Windows will not run on that chip. Boo. And this is where we have a problem. However, there is a way around it. And you have to do a couple of things. One, obviously, you need parallels, but it's the only, it's the only parallels that do it right now. Um, you'll need the latest version of that. And you can download a Windows 10 ARM preview. But it's just a preview of Windows 10 in ARM, which basically makes it like the Surface Pro X, if you remember that from Microsoft. That was the first one that came out with ARM processors in it. And everybody's um,
2: forgotten about that and rightfully so.
1: Everybody just sort of, yeah, <laughs> pff, keep it, you know. It wasn't Remember the best Windows
2: RT. I mean, we just yes, go back to there. That's
1: right. And here's the key thing, because you were asking this or you were asking me this earlier and we were talking about this, you know, you were saying, well I I'll, I'll take it, but I I want to be able to put jaws on there or NVDA. And to my understanding, you can't do that with the Windows 10 ARM preview because It doesn't let you install third-party apps that aren't already in the App Store. So if NVDA is not in the app, in the Microsoft App Store, it ain't going in.
2: I'm not even sure it's the App Store or if it's just, you know, like standard Windows programs are for the Intel chips, um, x86 and all that. Mm. So if it's not an ARM app, and I'm I'm sure the Windows Store has an ARM section, um, but they were working on that. So the, the big move that Microsoft have been making is that they're being able to emulate these x86 Windows apps that we all use, you know, okay. that we're used to, such as NVDA or whatever it may be, um, and emulate it. So they could run on an ARM version of Windows, but the emulation was absolutely terrible and it used to be only for 64 bit but i think they are working on 32 bit as well or it's the other way around but either way they are working on this emulation but what we got to think about here is that we're running a version of windows in a virtual machine on a mac and then emulating windows x86 to run certain applications on top of that i can't see that working particularly
1: well no it doesn't Um, sound as like it's going to be a great experience i worry From my understanding, and from from some tests, I mean, people always love to put up these stats, like you know, oh, Windows runs so much better on a Mac. Well, yes, you know, you might hit the start button and suddenly, you know, it appears, and you think, wow, that was quicker than my Dell Inspiron from two (laughs) thousand and three. It probably will be, right? But then you actually have to get down to applications, what's working, what isn't. Yes. Um, Just just to sort of expand on this, though, because this is interesting. Of course, you know that. Uh, as we told you a couple of, um, maybe even a month or two ago, about Windows 11 coming out and the news of this TPM chip that no one had heard of in their lives, the Trusted Platform Module 2.0, which you must of have on your computer in order for it to accept Windows 11. Well, here's the thing. Macs don't have a TPM 2.0, um, or a Trusted Platform Module built in, but they will still run Windows 11. So, figure that one out. Um, it it's seems It's a virtual a bit weird.
2: TPM that, that Parallel have developed us. Yes. A virtual TPM chip. So, um, they've found a way around that. I don't know. I, it just seems almost, I hate to say it, but it just seems like a bit of a hacky way to do things. And I totally get there is no other way to do it. And if you are desperate to run Windows on the Mac, then this currently will be the only way. I'm sure other virtual... Uh, machine software will come along with this as well that, that, that have this feature. But it's down to Microsoft to make Windows that will run with the M1 chip itself. Not just an ARM chip, but the specific M1 chip. And will Microsoft ever do that so you could do a boot camp? I don't know.
1: Coming up, we're going to have a, a chat about uh, Twitter changing its font. It's causing a lot of trouble. And uh, Intel are bringing out gaming chips to go up against AMD And NVIDIA, we'll talk all about that next on Double Tap Canada.
0: Double Tap Canada will be back after this. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Yeah, I still sense
1: surprised, especially this week. Uh, I think we've talked about more tech than we've ever talked about in our lives. I
2: don't know. I think we should have the next two weeks off and just let Mark take I think
1: the next that's a two. great idea. You know, we could get a Mitchell on. Mitchell yeah, Whitfield, yeah, that'd be yeah. amazing, wouldn't it? We could get the two of them on, we could have a couple of weeks off. I like that idea.
2: Actually, forget it, they might not let us back on. That's a good point, yeah, maybe <laughs> we should
1: hang around. Uh, don't want them coming in, being all professional and good. Yeah. Um, bilal has been in touch. Hi, Balal. Uh, he says, I was wondering, do you remember a media player called Klango Player, K-L-A-N-G-O? Uh, I think it was last updated in 2010. Uh, is it still in development? Wow. Wow. Um, uh, um
2: i gotta say i've never used this and i don't know of it so this is something we're gonna throw out to the listeners i expect Um,
1: excuse me excuse me oh oh, sorry i did my (laughs) research research. (laughs) i've done my research on this one okay okay uh yeah it's not around um it's gone i'm afraid the last update of it was 3.2 uh back in february 2013 so um yeah, we're a bit out of date on that one. And there is a website for it. You can go and download that 2013 version. It might still work. Maybe. I mean, you can still. You'd well, get yeah, that.
2: I don't see why not. I I did Google it myself. I did try to do some research as well, Stephen. I did Google it, but it just came up as a download on a lot of different sites that weren't
1: well, specific to the developer,
2: and I was yes. a little bit. I'm not sure if I would download it.
1: And I think there is like a clango.com, but it's gone. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's clearly the developer's gone on this one. But at the same token, you know, just be very careful where you are downloading it from. That's a good point. Um, you don't want to be caught out on that one. Um, but what
2: makes it so special? I mean, I understand when I did um, Google it, it, was there was something about specifically for the visually impaired. But I mean, I just use VLC for all my media playback, and I don't have an issue with it. I'm not sure what was so special about Klango. Maybe I missed out on something.
1: What's the one we were told about a while ago? I haven't used it, but I did. I was alerted to it. I think it was called Speak, Speak On. Speak On oh, Media Suite? yeah,
2: yeah. That's I, I a very accessible it. one. I, to be honest, when I'm playing media, I mean, you know, Spacebar to stop and...
1: Play it. I mean, <laughs> and unless, it's, sure. unless it's like a media library thing. I don't know if maybe it's about you know having uh, a yes. host of stuff rather than just listening yes, to one thing. Maybe. Because um, I agree. I think VLC is very accessible. But um, yeah, Speak On Media Suite is another one, which might be worth checking out, Bilal. you will let us know how you are gone. Um, Twitter rolled out its chirp font to the Twitter app and feed, meaning that your daily scrolling might uh, look a bit different than you're used to if you can see it. Um, And for me, well, I did notice something different about the font, but not enough to really get into any great upset about it. But it did seem to cause a lot of controversy. Um, Excuse me. So uh, Twitter detailed the chart font as part of a broader brand refresh unveiled in January. Um, According to a spokesperson from Twitter, you'll love this, Chirp strikes the balance between messy and sharp to amplify the fun and irreverence of a tweet, but can also carry the weight of seriousness when needed. Oh, no, I, I totally get that. That's perfect. That's not marketing speak at all. thats I've been in these marketing rooms, right? And it's just a <laughs> bunch of people who wear jeans with a jacket on and a T-shirt, you know, selling you something that's going to cost a fortune and coming up with some nonsense to get you to buy it. That's what's going on I, there.
2: I just don't. I mean, you might as well say, you know, let's, let's just use Comic Sans. It's it's all friendly and informal. I, I don't know. The yeah, font know means nothing to me, obviously. So, Well, it, does, know, it does
1: matter to a lot of people. And don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, for, for certain people with certain conditions, people with dyslexia, um, people with low vision who need uh, to be able to see the, the font and use that, you know, of course that font should be good. I think they should just, why can't they just open it up that you can choose the font you want? You know, that's proper accessibility is giving you the choice, right? So, you know, instead of saying this is the font we choose, just open it up. I mean, I get why people, I think the reason companies do it is because they consider it part of their brand. But I think that is very narrow-sighted, if I'm honest. It's not really, you can't have one font that will work for everyone. That's the point. Um, No, absolutely. However. however,
2: what's What's the reaction been?
1: Oh, everyone hates it. No, bottom oh, line. cool! Um, so basically, yeah, <laughs> welcome just, to the internet. I'm summering I'm sum summoning, summoning, summarising <laughs> profusely, summarising yeah. profusely. Uh, yeah, that word. Uh, but yeah, apparently there's a little Easter egg in this. If you type in on Twitter "chirp bird" icon, all one word in capitals has to all be in capitals. Uh, a little blue Twitter bird will appear in your tweet.
2: Wow, that's very, very, very handy, isn't it? I will never, ever use it.
1: I'm here to help. Ooh. Anyway, Intel have <laughs> announced. Let's leave that there. Yeah, Intel have <laughs> announced the name for their high-performance consumer graphics products. It's called Intel Arc, and uh, the branding is going to cover hardware and software sides of its high-end graphics cards as well as services. So they're taking on Nvidia, and they're taking on AMD on this one, which is rather oh, interesting. Nothing. You're going to lose. Well, I mean, you know, NVIDIA have really struggled during the pandemic to get things back on track. I mean, aside the cost, and that's a major part of this, right? The cost of these uh, graphics cards, if you're buying them um, individually, I think when I was looking at the NVIDIA GeForce, I think it was the RTX 3080 or 3090, was it two thousand pounds?
2: Yeah, top of the range, that one. And the problem has been, apart from the chip shortages that are affecting many markets, it's that scalpers are buying these as soon as they come on the market. Everyone, you know, these Barbers. people are buying them. Hey? Eh? No, no, no. No. <laughs> Scalp. No. Stop it. Scalpers. So they will buy every bit of stock they can and then throw, throw them on eBay for three times the price. So, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's all absolutely ridiculous uh, during the lockdown and pandemic but hopefully that will sort itself out but again look if intel do pull this off and they get the performance up there with the likes of nvidia or amd um they're going to face exactly the same problems that that scalpers are just going to buy them so that the demand for graphics cards at the minute and any computer hardware for that matter is huge and um they know people will pay it
1: yeah, and I mention it because I know a lot of uh, our listeners are, are moving towards the world of gaming. And, you know, gaming is important. And for gaming to no, work. No,
2: well, it's just no, no, you trying to get no. them into trucking.
1: We uh, know. It, Well, OK, that's a small part of me. In that. Here's the laugh. that This game requires graphics that, you know, came out in 2013. So, you know, I'm not really playing at the high end here uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But if you are into games, you do want the best graphics. And I think for a lot of low vision people, they would need that. At least that's the excuse I'd be using on my mum and dad yes. or, or my wife if I was buying something. I'd be saying, "I need the best one. I can't just buy that rubbish. It helps me see. It makes me see better." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although the funny thing is, I plugged in. I plugged in this PC I got, and I thought, "Is this meant to have great graphics on it? Where are these great graphics? I, it's just all blurry." Uh, which is just nonsense,
2: isn't it? You need to upgrade to your eyes. That's what you do.
1: Uh, exactly, yeah, that's right. Could you, uh, Could the NVIDIA make me some new eyes? That would be brilliant. <laughs> Intel Eyes, that's the future of technology right there. We're there. Oh, would be amazing. Uh, listen, uh, do keep in touch with us because uh, we love your uh, contributions, especially on voicemail. But uh, make sure you tell us that it's okay to use your voicemail on air. Uh, or we'll just use it anyway. 844 uh, <laughs> 971 uh, you can email feedback at ami.ca we post lots of stories and articles through the week as well as uh you know contributions that you make to the show on our twitter feed so other people can join in the conversation as well find all that at double tap canada on twitter we're on facebook as well just search for double tap canada there and uh, we will catch you again next time marco flalo will hopefully be back with us i'll hopefully be back uh, I, I was supposed to put in a week off next week, so I was going to take the next week off. <gasps> no, you And uh, I've decided not to. I've decided not Aww, to. You couldn't leave us alone. I, I miss you, guys. I do. Oof. Uh, and, the bye bye. and the money. Bye-bye. And the money. Anyway, thank you, guys. We'll catch you again next week. Sean Priest, thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye.